This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We've had so many good ideas. I've thrown some out that I feel are pretty good. Uh, but let's start where we need to start, which is getting healthy. Every bye week, the number one thing is get healthy. Every coach will tell you get healthy. Matter of fact, they'll say things like, during the bye week, be sure to hydrate, get off your feet, and rest up. Right? That's that's like their, their one, two, and three priority. Get healthy. So Chase Young, even though he hadn't played up to this point, the bye week was kind of clutch. Right? The last few weeks, this is the third straight sh- third straight Saturday. I've talked about Chase Young possibly being back for the Commanders. Now, this is the first of those three straight that there's no game on Sunday that I was referencing, but when you start bringing him back weeks ago and you choose to put it off and you choose not to put him on the field till after the bye, that's strategic. You wanted that extra bye to get him as close to healthy as possible. So so I expect him, or I, I think it's much more likely for Chase Young to get on the field after the bye than it would have been even a week ago. So let's go back to the very first thing I said, and I, I'm on a whole bunch of shows. You can catch it on podcast pages, so it's it's it, I have receipts. This was said. I'm not lying to you. Let's go back to the first thing I said when Chase Young was designated to return. Do not expect too much from him. He is a superhero when healthy, and it's like he's a superhero in the the young kid looking up to to somebody that can do things that not many other humans can do since. He is a superhero in that he's 6'5", 265, strong, fast, personable, right? He he's he's um magnetic, he's dynamic, his ability jumps off the screen. He is a superhero when fully healthy, but coming off this injury, he isn't a superhero right now. He needs time to get back to being a superhero. And the problems facing the commanders can't be solved entirely by a situational pass rusher that is slowly coming back from injury. Right? So don't expect him to solve all the problems. I've talked to fans that are, are, everything is just wait till Chase Young gets here. Just wait till Chase Young gets back. Just wait till Chase Young gets back. And everything won't be, it's like, oh, the, 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 Offense isn't getting Taylor Heineke out of the pocket more. Just wait till Chase Young comes back. It's like he has nothing to do with the play calling on the offensive side of the ball. Now, if you want to talk to me how it can, you know, free up John Allen to do other things, if you want to talk to me about how uh, Deron Payne might get to do other things or Jamin Davis might, okay, we can talk about how we can have an impact on, on 10 to 12 snaps per game in pass rush situations. He can free up guys around him on the defense. We can talk about that. And even if he's not the superhero that we imagine in our brains when we think of Chase Young, he can still be a a very 
magnetic on the field person, meaning that the offense will still put resources towards making sure he doesn't get to the, the quarterback. We can talk about that. But he's not going to solve every little problem that you have. So so expecting him to is setting him up for failure. It's it's like a like the the, the sales cliche, right? Under promise, over deliver. What's happening right now is through no fault of Chase Young, everybody is over promising for him. He's going to come back and he's going to oh, if he plays four games, he'll have eight sacks. 12 quarterback pressures, 18 quarterback knockdowns, and 37 hurries. And it's like, uh, no. He might play 37 plays over four games. By the end of the year, he might be playing 15 snaps a game. So the expectation should be that when he's out there, he can help a little bit. Hopefully. right? The expectation has to be Really, the only expectation is that whoever's rep he is taking, whoever that rep at that position he is replacing for that play, he's a little bit better than. Next off, or after the offseason, right? You hit the offseason, you stay rehabbing, you hope you have no setbacks, you hope you don't get the swelling or the soreness or all the things that scare people away. And and, and after the offseason, next year when he has a full training camp, you can talk about him being back to superhero expectations. We can have that conversation then. Then he can be 6'5", 265 pounds, leaping small buildings in a single bound. Until then, back it on up. Back it on up. One more time. Back it on up. Okay, that's where expectations should be. Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Call in line is open. Obviously taking all your bi-week questions and comments. My question for you is, how does Washington win the bi? We have Tommy and Raleigh on the call in line. Uh, You can call in as well. 1-800-636-1067. Tommy and Raleigh has some thoughts on the bye week And Terry McLaurin. I'll always talk Terry. Tommy, thanks for calling in. What do you have for us? No problem, Tim. Love your show. Thank you. Um, I got two things for you, man. So first, to win the bye week Washington has to figure out how to game plan and get their offensive superhero um, early touches. So I'm talking about Terry McLaurin. Mm. So get Terry McLaurin involved early in the game plan. That's how they win the bye week. Secondly, uh, okay. secondly, I know you're a big fantasy football fan. So I got a quick question I want to throw at you. All right. I'm in a dynasty league. And it's a two-quarterback league. And I need to win this week to get into the playoffs. But none of my quarterbacks are playing, and I don't have anybody to play. Do you think I can pull out the win? I'll let you, I'll, I'll shut up and listen to your call. Thank you very much, Tommy. Um, I'll address your fantasy question first. No shot at all. It's kind of embarrassing that you'd have no quarterbacks. By the way, I, I should just I should point this out. I did recognize about halfway through, three fourths of the way through that call, that uh. That is someone in a fantasy league that I'm in. And I know he's he's making fun of another guy in our league that has no quarterbacks. But I do I do want to get back to the Terry McLaurin. So so I, I shout out to Tommy and Raleigh, who's not actually Tommy and Raleigh. He's calling in to make fun of Tommy and Raleigh. Uh <laughs> little inside. I had to let you in. I had to let you in. Um and yes, the real Tommy and Raleigh has no quarterbacks to play in our fantasy league. But nobody cares about our fantasy league. So let's jump into the first question he had about Terry McLaurin. Um Last week on this show, I asked more of Terry McLaurin, 
and and many of you did not like that I was asking more of Terry McLaurin. Uh, there there was there was blowback, backlash. I love what Terry did last week. That was exactly what I was asking him to do. That was exactly what I hoped he would do. And and I mean, there was nothing lost, right? You still gave Brian Robinson your twenty one carries. Terry McLaurin had eight catches, one hundred and five yards, and a touchdown. And and highlights, highlights. So so. Credit to Terry. I do like what what the caller said though about getting him involved early, right? I like what what uh, he had to say about getting them involved early. I would make it, you know, they 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 do the fifteen scripted plays. Just about every football team does it. The offensive coordinator scripts the first fifteen plays of the game, uh, not not word for word because you're not going to call the same play on third and two that you would first and ten. But you know generally what you're going to get to on your first fifteen plays. I would make sure Terry McLaurin is the number one option on most of the pass plays in those first 15 because getting him going gets everybody else energized. He is, to, to use the the uh, Reggie Jackson point of view, right, the straw that stirs the drink for that that offense. It's McLaurin. I'm sorry, it's, it's Heineke for real because it's always the quarterback, but it's McLaurin outside of that. Let's go back to the call in line, 1-800-636-1067. Larry in D.C. has some thoughts on the uh, the weekend for the Commanders, meaning how everybody else is going to play and the Commanders are going to watch. So, uh, Larry in D.C., thanks for calling in. What do you have for us? I, honestly, I, I think it was even with the time, man, you can see it coming from a mile away. I, I, it's not a doubt that we're going to make the playoffs. Mm. The Giants as well, with all four teams making it. I even texted and tweeted to my brother, two or three weeks ago that we were going to tie the Giants. And he's like, okay. And then he, when, <laughs> when, he, when I sent it to him, came, I'm, I'm serious, bro. I, I'll tweet it out. But it's, it's, it's not to blow my blow smoke up or anything. It's just to say that I think, think it's worth saying that we're going to go play the uh, 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 San Francisco 49ers, uh, um, you know, in, in the first round after we play them in the regular season. I don't think – I think Seattle will be a great story. They'll come all the way down to it. But that tie – with the Giants, the Giants will finish up, um, you know, with the the, the, the ten six and one record and, and beat and beat Seattle out at, at ten and seven, and and San Francisco will win that division. I, I appreciate the call, Larry, and, and you broke up there a little bit at the end, but uh, that the one thing I will say about the tie, and if you actually said they were going to tie ahead of time, the next time you have that gut feeling. Go somewhere where gambling is legal and place that bet because you can get a nice little payday. But uh, but it does that that little bit of uh, that little bit of of I don't know silver lining to the tie, and I hate to say that. Like I almost I almost just you know little little puke in my mouth saying the silver lining of the tie because I hate ties that much. I'm a competitor, but uh, the little silver lining of the tie is that I do think it makes it more likely that all four teams in that division can squeak into the playoffs because you're going to need weird tiebreakers and things. You're going to need to beat each other in the right order, and a tie could could make it possible. Uh, I don't think four teams from the division will get in. I think if Washington wants to get into the playoffs, they're going to have to pass the Giants, but but I, I don't think that's unlikely at all. I think there's a, a halfway decent, if not likely, chance that they pass the Giants to make it into the playoffs. Uh, this is overtime on 1067 The Fan. Keep those call in lines open 1 800 636 1067. That's 1 800 636 1067. Caleb Williams, Gonzaga College High School, Washington, D.C., is in the Heisman finalists tonight when they announced that, that, uh, that gigantic award. Should he win? 
And what else does he tell you about college football? Stick around. Caleb Williams on the docket next. Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I'm Tim Donnelly. Call in line open, 1-800-636-1067. Caitlin, producing the show, doing a great job. Caleb Williams, representing the uh, the D.C. area, doing a great job. Uh, Williams, a Heisman finalist. Uh, he is one of, if not the most physically gifted, physically talented. Actually, I would say I, I was going to call him the most physically gifted and physically talented college quarterback this season, but that's that's Richardson down there in Florida. Richardson just doesn't have the polish that Caleb Williams has. Uh, Caleb Williams, Heisman finalist, should he win? Now, why does it matter around here? Obviously, Williams attended Gonzaga High School, college high school, excuse me, in D.C., uh, where he he dominated, right? All met, first team, uh, Gatorade Player of the Year in D.C., uh, all, all those things, I mean, starting as a sophomore, right? Then basically doubled up all those honors as a junior. Senior season canceled due to COVID. Uh, went from high school up to Oklahoma, where he ended up starting most of his freshman year. Transferred to USC, and it all got really, really exciting from there. Should he win is the question. The other finalists being Stetson Bennett, C.J. Stroud, um, and and Max Duggan from from TCU. Now, here's the interesting part about this year in the the Heisman race. Nobody really grabbed the bull by the horns. Caleb Williams, again, D.C. native, close to grabbing the bull by the horns, uh, and then the Pac-12 championship, he let it he let it loose. Right, I think if he would have had a special and if not special above average performance, I, I don't think this is much of a conversation. I think we're just discussing, you know, what fashion moves he's going to make at the the event and what his, his speech going to be like. But he got a little banged up, a little hurt, uh, didn't end up playing up to his normal standards in that that Pac-12 championship game. So now it's almost there's there's nobody grabbing the bull by the horns in the race, and it looks like the, the voters essentially said. Eh, just pick the best teams and go with the quarterback, right? We have three teams from the college football playoff and a team that would have been in the college football playoff if they didn't lose the Pac-12 championship and all their quarterbacks get to go to the event. It's a team award this year. Yeah, I, I really wish that there was a year where there was like a Ndamukong Sue at Nebraska or that Manti Teo year at Notre Dame or or uh, just a year when, when Will Anderson last year at Alabama, a year where there's a, a transcendent defensive performance because I don't think there's anyone in, on, on the offensive side that would have blocked them from getting it done this year, and I think that would have been interesting. But it didn't happen. Caleb Williams, I believe, will win. He's the betting favorite. I think he's had the most impressive individual season. I think of the, the, the four finalists, his team is the one that needed him the most, and he stepped up. And if it wasn't for Utah, they, they'd be one of the best teams in the country. But I don't think they around him are. He's just that transcendent. He lifted them. I also think Caleb Williams is, is a uniquely modern story in the NFL. He is very, very now, which is a phrase that I don't use often. I don't think I'm necessarily the most hip person in the world, probably because I, I use the term hip. But uh, – but, you know, I don't think I have the ability to say, oh, somebody is now or somebody is old or somebody is retro, but he's now. He is the poster child for name, image, and likeness. We're talking seven figures. We're talking he he has equity in some companies because of his name, image, and likeness. And I also believe he is the poster child for name, image, and likeness being overblown. Now, here's where all of the, the old timers yelling at clouds are not going to agree with me. 
Name, image, and likeness doesn't really change much for us. Changes a lot for the player, right? I'm sure Caleb Williams isn't living in a in the same college dorms or college off-campus apartments that most of us lived in because he's he's making a ton of money. He's probably living in a nice place, uh, and he probably drives a nicer car. So it's changing his life, but how does it change ours? Everybody that hates name, image, and likeness for what it's going to do, the compensation that players can get off of endorsements and autograph signings, for everyone that hates it for, for what it's going to do to college football, what did it do to college football for someone like Caleb Williams? If you, like, like, let's say, again, like I said, he went to Gonzaga here in the area. He's from here. He's representing here nationally. If you followed him because he is from the area, he's local, right? You, I don't know, went to his rival high school or you grew up down the street from him. If you followed him because he is from your area and you were rooting for him, did anything change about your excitement following his career because he was making a little money or a lot of money? I shouldn't say a little. Did anything change? Watching the Pac-12 championship game when he was struggling or when he was playing through injury or when his teammates were trying to help him or when he was spinning out of tackles, did at any point in time you say, I'm going to enjoy this less because that guy's making money? No. No. I I watch college football nonstop. I played college football. I talk about college football with my friends nonstop. This year was not any less enjoyable for me or anyone I know because some of the players were bringing in some money. And it certainly wasn't less enjoyable because the famous guys could help out their their teammates, right? Every there was there was a point in time right at the beginning of name image and likeness where if you were paying attention, every reporter on every campus had a story about the quarterback was doing something with the local burger joint on Main Street, and, and in exchange, they were getting a free meal for the quarterback and their offensive lineman on Thursdays. And everyone acted like it was the coolest thing in the world, and it was. And those Thursday meals are, I'm sure, cherished memories that they're never going to forget, and I do think that's cool. But that does not affect me watching them on Saturdays. Caleb Williams, we're talking about Caleb Williams because he's the local guy, but he's bringing eight of his offensive linemen to the Heisman ceremony as part of a name, image, and likeness endorsement he has, a partnership he has with a company. They're fronting the bill to bring eight of his offensive linemen to the Heisman ceremony. That's cool. We want our quarterbacks to thank the offensive line. That's the, the upright, that's the moral thing to do, right? That's what we want them to do, right? So let's let him do it. Matter of fact, let's encourage him to do it. Matter of fact, let's 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 be at the the forefront of it, the most progressive part of it. Caleb Williams, I'm sure, is being taken care of in LA. If you play at USC and you're a Heisman finalist, I I promise you there are companies out there in California that can make him a bunch of money. But I also think Caleb Williams' name carries some weight here. Hometown. Who doesn't love a hometown? And I actually think that is one way that uh, that college sports and, and name, image, and likeness will advance. And and it's less for guys like Caleb that happen to come from a gigantic media market and they happen to come from a big city. But if you are from a small town, you can go back to that small town and be a celebrity when you are a college football player or a college basketball player or in some parts of the country, a college baseball player or a college volleyball player, depending on the the, the town, right? So why not make a little money from your hometown? Caleb Williams could be on commercials here. Now, the, the commercials might be a little different, right? The L.A. commercial is a little more, 
little more stylish, a little more pizzazz. Here, he might have to say, hey, I'm Caleb Williams, Heisman finalist, and I grew up at this town at this time going to this restaurant. And every time I'm in town, I go to this restaurant. A little extra money, right? And again, don't act like it's going to ruin college football because it's not. It's actively not ruining college football. It hasn't ruined college football. I don't think there's anything that can ruin college football. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. The question of the day has been the same question all day. How do the commanders win the bye week? We have a half hour left of overtime here on The Fan. So if you have a way that the commanders can win the bye week, you better get it in now. Don't dilly-dally. 1-800-636-1067. The commanders, how do they win their bye week? 1-800-636-1067. Coming up next. Commanders can win the bye week. Uh, (laughs) You can't lose a bye, but you can win. But it's also a reset, right? It's a reset, and and I'm I'm calling it a reset from a bird's eye view, from what you discovered throughout the season. These late buys, I don't I don't even like these late buys. I'd much rather, or I think everybody really, everyone in the league should have a buy between like week six and week ten. I don't like six teams on by this late in the season, but that's out of your control if you're Washington, right? You don't get to make your schedule. You get to play the teams when they pop up on, on your schedule, and you get to have a bye when that pops up on, on your schedule as well. So when you have a really late uh, bye week, A, that does make getting healthier more important because you're, you, you can't help but be more banged up, but also it means there's a lot of information that you've gathered. And that's one of the things that, you know, I've been watching NFL football as long as I can remember, um, and I've been gathering information. I played all the way up through college. Like, the, the more and more I'm around the game, the more and more I think that maybe the most important thing a franchise can do is gather information. You want to know not just if your quarterback is, is a franchise guy or not, which is what everyone always wants to ask. Is he your franchise quarterback? Can you commit to him long-term? Are you going to pay him the big bucks? That's always what the question is, right? But I, but I, I think it's more than that. It's, okay, is he the, the, the franchise quarterback? Okay, what players, what teammates does he need to achieve the top of his potential? We're seeing it in Miami right now. Right, They said two is our, our franchise quarterback. If they would have stopped there, it would not have worked. But instead, they said two is our franchise quarterback, and the receivers he works best with are elite speed guys. He throws to space, so get him speed. That meant Devontae Parker, who's a really, really good player, but he's a taller guy, had to go, and they replaced him with Tyreek Hill. And they brought they drafted Jalen Waddle. And now you have skill positions that match your, your franchise quarterback spot, and, and they would not have done that if they didn't gather the information about what Tua needs. So I'm looking at the Washington Commanders right now talking about what they need to do on their bye week and and they must have, or you hope they have. Fingers crossed, hope they had. Done something like gather an absurd amount of information through the first 13 weeks of the season. And now the bye week is about applying it, right? You've had to make adjustments on the fly. And that's that's what sports are. Right? You have to make adjustments play to play, quarter to quarter, half to half, drive to drive, game to game. So you've made a ton of adjustments. 
on the fly. Now it's about making them as efficient as possible. The example we've been talking about a lot today is the running game. Right? They, they've made a, a midseason switch to being way more committed to a traditional run game, getting Brian Robinson the ball around 20 times and, and another 10 carries for Antonio Gibson. And it almost doesn't matter if it's being a super efficient running game. It's getting to that number. There, there are old school coaches out there that are listening right now. There are old school football minds that are listening right now, and they're going, you're darn right you run the ball. You run the ball to establish the running game, even if it, you don't establish it well. You establish it. Some modern coaches would call that beating your head into the wall, but, but the commanders have found a way to make it work. Right? They have found a way to make it work where – Ball possession is er, possession is so important. Time of possession is so important. So, so that is an adjustment that they made on the fly, and they haven't really gotten time to look into the hows and the whys and the wheres of it. They just did it. It was working, so they kept doing it. You do it. It works. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Keep doing it. So now in the bye week, get into the hows and the whys. How do you do it more efficiently? Which runs were the ones that were actually aiding your, your, your chances of winning? And then do that for all of the changes you've made. Are you calling your defense any differently? Are you playing different players in different positions that, that unlike what you were expecting to use them in before the season? Are John Allen and Payne playing so well together that now you have to clear cap space to make sure you can take care of Payne in the same way you took care of Allen? Montez Sweat, where does he fit into all of this? The adjustments on the way are are adjustments that now need to be made more efficient or made maximized, right? They, they, they need to be maximized or fully developed. And you haven't had time to do that. So a bye week is an opportunity for you to understand why and how and where your changes were made and how can you do them better. Right, like uh, there's a, and this is probably not true. I feel like uh, Jobs and Gates and 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 these business billion billionaires are always misquoted. Right, there's always like social media posts that say like Bill Gates said the key to making all the money is wake up at four a.m. It's like I don't think that's what he said. But either way, uh, there's a a legendary kind of thought process that says if you want to find the easiest way to do a job, give it to a lazy person. Right, because if if you need to, I don't know, build a, a thingamabob, you you give it to the lazy person. They're gonna find the least effort way to build a thingamabob. And then once you you find that way, right, the lazy person finds the easy way. Then you fire the lazy person and you put a hardworking person in there, and they'll do it fast, and they'll do a bunch, and they'll make more thingamabobs. So I'm almost saying up to this point, you've been the lazy person. You've just been finding whatever way works, right? You've just been finding whatever way is the best way to, to win games. And you haven't had time to, to put a lot of thought into it. You're just, you're the lazy person. You put as, you do as minimum as possible because a game's coming up on Sunday. On a bye week, you get to be the hardworking person that replaces the lazy person. And you get to go in and say, okay. Okay, that's working. How can I make it so we're cranking out a bunch more thingamabobs? And and I, I don't know if you followed this entire metaphor. I understand it's getting kind of crazy. But in this metaphor, wins are definitely thingamabobs. Right? Those are the things you're looking to go get. Those are the things you're looking to, to find as many of, as you possibly can. Sell them to the public. We'll buy all the wins. 
Stock price through the roof. And I think that's a lesson that someone made up and attributed to, to Bill Gates online. Eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> not, not everything can be a, a, a true fable. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Call-in line is open, 1-800-636-1067. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up, and we're going to do that by picking the hard and fast ways. We're going to settle the conversation. We're going to get to an answer on how the commanders can win the bye week. Okay? We're going to actually take all the answers that you've been giving us on the call-in line throughout the show. We're going to sort through it, and we're going to pick three. Three ways the commanders can win the bye week. If you have an argument you want to make, hit the call in line. 1-800-636-1067. How can the commanders win the bye week? 1-800-636-1067. Coming up. Three ways. The three most obvious, most important ways the commanders can win the bye week. We've been on air for almost three hours now. You've had plenty of opportunities to get on the call in line to to make your case for a specific way the commanders can win the bye. I've been arguing all day that you can win the bye, you can't lose the bye, but but that doesn't mean you're 100% going to win. You need to go take advantage of certain things. And I have the three ways they can do it. I have them right here in front of me. We've, we've sorted through all the votes. We've counted and recounted, and this is what it's going to be. Uh, the first one is boring, but it is likely the most important. It has to do with the offensive line. It has to do with uh, Taylor Heineke. It has to do with Chase Young, and it's get healthy. Every coach that's ever played football at any level will tell you the most important thing about a bye week is getting healthy. So any bumps or bruises, get them taken care of. Get off your feet. Stay hydrated. Don't do anything stupid. Don't get hurt. Uh, you know, on vacation, if you even have time to do that. Uh, health is the most important thing. Getting guys back, someone like like Chase Young might be, um, you know, only available after a bye week. Right? You might have waited for the bye week to give them that extra week to get healthy. So the most important thing you can do is get healthy. That's number one. It will always be number one. Next year, we can go back and revisit during the bye week, and it'll still be number one. Number two, craft the playbook around Heineke. And and this is a Scott Turner thing. This is, this is a Heineke thing, a Rivera thing. Everybody in the building needs to get together and craft the playbook as much as you can in a short amount of time around Heineke. And, and I, I pointed this out earlier, but if you... Like, uh, remember those old and one t-shirts? They, they didn't have a face. You know what I'm talking about? Or you can have an avatar, somebody without a face, no name, no, nothing recognizable. If you just had Heineke and Wentz and they didn't have any distinguishing traits, you would still be able to know which one is which based on how they play. Cause they play very differently, right? You don't have to see their face or see their name on the back of their Jersey or their Jersey number or, or their height to say which one is different. They are different players. That's just a fact. And this offense was designed or was was tailored, right? Even if the whole offense isn't designed, it's it's even when it right, it's tailored to. It's just worn in to to set up Carson Wentz to be successful. And and 
They were not given a chance to change it, right? The offense may move a little bit each week, but since Taylor Heineke has been in, every week they've had a game. They haven't had time to go in and and do the heavy lifting and make the big changes that they needed to make. So this bye week is their first opportunity to take an offense that was designed or tailored to making Carson Wentz be successful and design or tailor it a little bit to make Taylor Heineke successful. And I'm sure there's a word pun in there about Taylor, right? Tailor it to Taylor, something like that. But I'm not going to do, the, do the, the, the mental gymnastics to get there quickly. And lastly, this is one that came in on a caller and I agreed with it. And I, I wish I remembered which caller it was because I'd give him their shout out. But you know who you are if you're still listening. I think Heineke can use this week to level up as a leader and to level up as a person in their locker room. I've I've heard uh, other media personalities. This one, uh, Ryan Rosillo on his podcast called called Heineke mascot e like a mascot ish, right? Kind of like a mascot for the team. Little brother was a term the caller used, and everybody rallies around the little brother, right? Everybody rallies around the freshman forced into playing on varsity, but but they're not turning to him when the game's on the line and saying, "What do we do?" But you do want Washington turning to Heineke when the game's on the line and saying, what do we do? So so a bye week, a week away from, from the game field could be an opportunity for him to do the things that, that will help them see him in a different light. Will do the things that help help everybody else see him as a big brother rather than a little brother, as a starting quarterback, quarterback rather than a mascot. Things like... Um, Maybe propose some changes. Things like, hey, everybody, be here at this time. That, I, like, that is such a little, tiny, nuanced thing. But telling the offensive line, hey, I want to watch film with the O-line. Everybody here at 8 tomorrow morning. If you're in the area, be there at 8. That's, I mean, it's such a little thing, right? But that is is taking control, taking ownership, being the, the big guy in the room. I think Heineke can use the bye week to come out on the other side with a month to play in the regular season. And then if things break your way and you take care of business the postseason, you can be the, the leader of the team rather than the rallying point, rather than the rallying cry, rather than the guy who everyone looks at and says, Man, he's he's scrappy. It's it's like this. <laughs> it's like this. Uh and and certain people will will get this more, right? Maybe there's there's a, a a lady that you are attracted to and you go up and you're trying to to court, right? You're trying to persuade, you're trying to to spit game and and she looks at you and says, "Oh, you're so cute." And that's handsome. Maybe could could you give me could you give me something better than cute? When everyone looks at Taylor Heineke and says, "Oh, he's so scrappy." Well, what about strong leader? Right? Scrappy isn't isn't what you're going for. Oh, he's so he's so, you know, he never gives up. He's he's there's a little engine that could. It's like, "Well, what about like a, a steam engine?" Why don't, why don't you give me a little bit more? Why don't you give me a little bit more credit here? And that's what I think he has an opportunity to do here on the bye week. He doesn't have time to worry about the socio-economics uh, or the, the 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 social outlook of the locker room during the season when the games are going because every ounce of his energy has to go towards playing well on the weekend. During the bye week, he can look around and go like, all right, what do these guys really think about me? 
So those are the three things that I believe are most important when it comes to winning the bye week for the commanders uh, that are in, in their control. Obviously, the best would be like a Cowboys loss to Houston and the Giants loss to Philly. Those would be the best things that you could get out, out of your, your bye week. But uh, as far as in your control, do everything you can to get healthy. And I mean everything. Do everything you can to maximize your quarterback within your offense, meaning change the playbook if you need to. And then Heineke can step into more of a leadership role, take more of an ownership role of the team. If those three things happen, I think you win your bye week in a landslide. Mercy rule. Running clock. Again, this is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Uh, I've really enjoyed talking with you you, you all throughout the day. Uh, And follow me on Twitter, at Donnelly Sports. D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S. I give you that simply so... uh, if, if you have a, a conversation that you want to extend, obviously I'm getting off the air, but that conversation can go on as, as long as you want it to, right? Twitter is is the good and the bad of it is it's 24-7, right? So I'm always available at Donnelly Sports. I look forward to hearing from some of you there. Uh, also, I will be back next Saturday, the same time, noon to three. So we'll have more overtime coverage then, and we'll really be diving into getting the commanders ready for the Giants. It won't be about a bye week. It'll be about a big game. Uh, but But obviously we had to wait to see what the Giants do against Philly, and there's a lot more of information to gather before we could do that this week. So that's coming up next week, same time right here on 106.7 The Fan. And if you really like what you're hearing, be sure to check me out if you're in the Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Hampton Roads area. Uh, I'm on ESPN 94.1 down there every weekday from 3 to 7. So you can check that out as well. Uh, Until then, everybody, have a wonderful holiday season. I know there's a lot of people getting together, having family gatherings. Enjoy the games tomorrow. If you're a Commanders fan, get like Red Zone or something and just watch all the games because that's really the goal of a bye week is to just have fun and, uh, and hopefully have like a wedding or something scheduled. So anyway, there you go. I'll see you next week. Thank you to Caitlin for keeping us up and running. She did a great job. Have a great weekend, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.